What is going on, crazy world of Philadelphia sports? Welcome to another episode of 302 Birds, Season 4, Episode 16, May 31st, on the cusp of June. Not quite there yet. On the cusp of a new season, hard to believe. But I am joined tonight by Air Dordan, Jack Dordan, the Master of Ceremonies, who pretty much always fucks up the ceremonies at the end. Just saying handsome. Uh, but you are looking handsome, though. And I'm joined by Ash. She's at her new job conquering lions and tigers and bears and all of the blind. And then I'm joined by Ballpark Tommy. Are you rocking a cutoff? That's like the most Delco thing you've ever worn on the show. I am. Oh, my God. It looks very good. comfy. Not, not even mine, too. Somebody Mickey gave it to me. A Mickey Mouse cutoff? Yeah. Can you, like, show the camera this? Oh, it's not Mickey Mouse. It looks like Well, it's no, like... it's a Mickey Mouse SJP cutoff. That is... Joe's prep. And where did you go to high school? Salesiana? Fraud. Yeah. Fraud. Fraud. Fraud is right. Yeah, I, got, it. The, the guy that gave it to me went to St. Joe's Prep. Yeah. yeah, but you did it. Okay, it's a comfy shirt. All right. Well, just let that one slide. Join up whenever you want, Ryan. We'll get you in here for a segment, man. You had the link. I messaged it to you on Facebook. Hope all is well. But uh, we're going to kick the show off as we always do with uh, the intro, and I will be right back. What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, El Diablo Burritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face, asking how your day is, but their food is phenomenal as well. Their burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo Burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless your bird. Thank you, LDL Burritos, for that nice sponsorship. Tonight, we got a legend. Fitzy's in What's up, guys? What's up, Fitzy? You know, we got 100 days left until season starts, right? Hey, man, before we even do that, I got to send a shout-out, man. My daughter is graduating high school. I'd like to send a shout-out to Sydney Fitzgerald. My baby's going to ESU, East Strasburg University. I love you, baby. Congratulations, Sydney, you said? Yes, sir. Congratulations. Hope you do well on ESU. That's a big uh, big step for you, for sure. Yes, sir. What's going on, guys? Not much. I'm kind of, uh, you know, that that repetitive uh, disappointment of being a Philly sports fan. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Phillies... Are not doing too hot right now, um, and Sixers lost. Obviously, I wasn't here last week, um, and now the only hope we have is the Eagles. And I think Fitzy and I were talking about it earlier. It's okay, man. What was that? It's okay. How we got us, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we went the hashtag fire Howie to and how we we trust. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, and, and I'm looking forward to this season because uh, I think. Fitzy and I were talking about it earlier tonight um, that we have a lot of weapons on defense and offense. I think we have a bunch of talent at every position. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I don't. I don't see one spot where where you can be like, "Oh, that's a weakness." I, I really don't see one at all. Yeah, and I and I I think we'll be. It's going to be a tough schedule this year. Um, I mean, we have a tough schedule in the league this year, so. Um, it's going to be tough to see how we, you know, work as a team with these new guys, the Georgia Eagles, you know what I mean? 
Are you charge of bulldogs? Philadelphia bulldogs. Yeah. The Philadelphia Bulldogs. We we got a tough schedule, man. But we the SEC. We we air Alabama on offense. And we the joint we the Philadelphia Bulldogs with defense. That's very true. Um and I mean I, we talked about it earlier. Do you think D Hop's coming to Philly? I think Ash and I, Ash Fitz and I said, Hell no. Tommy, what do you feel about this? No. I also kind of don't want to because I, I I have a question and I actually really... believe that this is this is a I think this is something later. Oh, okay. oh fine. Well, fine. I'll wait. I'll wait at <laughs> No, you're good. No, you're right. I'll wait. But what else? I mean Yeah. Easy, easy, <laughs> Ryder, easy. I was right, right? <laughs> I think so. I, I, I think I think it's awesome, man. What's y'all predictions for the for the for the season? I say we do fourteen and three at the worst, thirteen and four. I think I think twelve and five at oh, worst. That's Super Bowl slump. I think best. This could be a fifteen win team at best. Like like there is only a few. I don't, I don't think there's no Super Bowl slump. Dutch. You, did you hear the Kobe thing? Did you hear Nolan Smith? I, there's no, there's no hangover, man. The, 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 the cancer is gone. Gannon is gone. The cancer is gone, man. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, because you're right. The I, I, I give a call on that. Oh. I'm with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm bringing me and Fitz are going to Arizona this year to fight uh, Jonathan Gannon. It's so oh, Oh, I will be there. I will record you guys gladly when you guys knock out Jonathan. I, 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 I'm gonna go get my club a leg on. But how he comes to us this year? Or it's okay, but I'm gonna go see him first. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Preseason, baby. Well, right, I'm gonna go see him first, man. You know, get a warm up. I'm gonna go to his house and make him feel comfortable and toasty. You know. <laughs> yeah, I just think. I just think the the Cardinals this year are not going to be that great of a team because they're kind of nervous with having Jonathan Gannon at the helm of of the team. And I, I think as we've seen all these releases and trades that are happening, it's all because of Jonathan Gannon. They don't want to play for somebody like that. All those releases, especially D. All those guys, get me the hell out of here, Gannon. Who? Get me out of here now. They all watch the Super Bowl. Get me out of here now. I agree. I mean, I think that's why we see all this turnover coming out of Arizona. I would love to see D Hop come to Philly, but I don't think it's in the cards. Uh, I don't. Then I, 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 I leave that uh, in how we trust. Oh no, we don't need him. We don't need him. I think I think we could use a little bit of depth behind receiver, but not not somebody in the caliber of D Hop. We would probably need like a good fourth or fifth receiver. But I, that guy Rambo that used to play with uh, Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma, he's supposed to be nice. I'll take him as a fourth receiver. Hopefully, yeah. uh, Quez can step his game up. And I think we will see Quez stepping his game up. Uh, after his tweet he had, um, what, what, I forget what was it about. But uh, I think he's coming out for blood. And I think we're going to see a good good year coming out of him. I think people are, are hating on, on him because last year he couldn't catch the balls. But if you really think look back to those, those games – I mean, it was underthrown by Jalen Hurts, 1,000%. So, you touch the ball, you catch the ball. 
Mate, you can say all you want to, Quest. Make me a believer. Make me a believer, man. Make me a believer. Make me. It was people that said that Quest was a quality number two. You're not even the fourth best receiver. You're barely better than Curry right now. Ew. Oh, uh, that's that's a hot take there, Fitzy. In fact, only reason you're better than Curry is because you're faster. That's it. (laughs) Somebody argue with me. Somebody argue with me. I can't because you're spitting facts. That's it. It does you no good if you can run around, get open, and then hit you in the head. And you just bat it down. It doesn't know nobody is good. True. I, I, I think Covey might even got it tougher because I see Covey get killed last year. Never fumble. I thought he was. No, Never I mean, fumble. I feel I feel like Covey's role on the team is to be that tackling dummy. I mean, the hits he took and did not fumble at all. They're crazy. You need somebody like that. Oh, it's great. He's tough. Exactly. Covey is like Rudy. Y'all remember Rudy? Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me, it's Rudy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Covey reminds me of like you see, you know those car commercials where they show the car crashing into a wall. He looks like it crashed. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Every time I used to be so scared, like, oh, he's going to cost us. He's going to get killed out there, man. Wait up. Bouncing back up. Well, Fitzy, uh, thank you for coming on the show tonight and give your blessings from 302 to your daughter for graduation. No yeah, doubt, man. Thanks, thanks y'all, man. It's all love, man. And we're going to pull up. We're going to pull up the tip of Arizona. And you know what I mean? We're going to die king this situation out. And I'm going to get my club and lang on. So, Mrs. JG, <laughs> I know you're feeling real lonely in that apartment up at night. Come on, me, man. You know what I mean? One love, guys. I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. I thought you understood. Love that man. Yes. <laughs> Mrs. JG. I mean, I don't know what better way to get into <laughs> Time for Philly's talk with Bob Octane. Junior Snitch. If you guys haven't downloaded the Cut app today, Cut is the best place to bet with your friends, a peer to peer social betting platform, pretty much like Venmo, better than a handshake. You know, you bet with your friends, you say you got this, that, do it on cut. It's a lot safer and a better of a way. Legal in 39 states. So chances are, if you can't sports bet in your state like Delaware, you can bet on cut. Check out cut today. Thank you, guys. Anyways, uh, there's a lot going on in the world of the Philadelphia Phillies, but I'll kick it to ballpark to let him do what he does best and take it away on his subject, but... Tom, where the hell do we go from here? Because you've been saying it all year, and you were right. You were right. It's hard. Dutch, they... I want to believe. I want to believe, Dutch. And they make it so hard. Um, uh, what you call it? Yeah. 25 and, uh, 29, not great. They're losing to the Mets right now, 4-1. to Aaron Nola looks lost as ever. He gave up three home runs last outing to the Braves. Now he gave up two or gave up one and then uh, a costly double to to give up four runs again today. Like, no lead is safe with this guy. This guy's supposed to be an ace. He wanted a big contract uh, back in spring training. Phillies didn't feel comfortable giving him a big contract and. 
He's showing the Phillies were right. They shouldn't give him a big contract. Um, the starting pitching is one of the worst in the league right now. Suarez looked great last night, though. I will say that. He, he pitched 2 nothing in game. You got to score runs. You're not going to win. He, he could have pitched one nothing and they still would have lost. So it, at some point it comes down to hitting, but the stars aren't showing up. The pitching isn't showing up at all. Like, nope, whoever the fifth starter is, whether it be Dylan Covey or uh, Bailey Falter, they look like a hot mess. 0-8 from your number five, whoever starts as your number five starter this season. Like, I don't think you can blame Thompson. Like, a lot of people are already saying, oh, maybe we have to fire him now, too, to light a fire under his team's ass. I don't know that this is anything a manager can necessarily fix, whereas last year we were like, yeah, a good manager wins this game, whereas or, or makes this team a winning team, which we saw. This year's team, I don't know if it's a hangover from making it to the World Series when maybe they shouldn't have been a World Series team. I don't know who it is to blame, but I'm going to start with your stars. Schwerber's batting nearly 150, 170-ish, somewhere in that range. He's got to, you got to at least bat 200, my guy. He could at least do, he, he at least was doing that in April and May. I get it. He's, he always turns it on come June, but he's got to turn it on. Turner's looked abysmal. Turner, you want to know the only highlight I keep seeing on ESPN and Fox Sports on MLB Network? They all are making fun of him. He's supposed to be a $300 million guy who's a, supposed to be a stud. He's always been a stud. You know what I keep seeing? They call him the the modern-day Bill Buckner because the ball keeps going in between his legs. It's like, they're unwatchable right now. Like, I don't mean to... Fitzy got me in such a good mood. We were so positive. And now it's like, where do we go from here? Because the starting pitching got awful. The fielding all around. Other than Nick, I'll be, I'll be honest, Nick Castellanos and Al Boehm, who were abysmal in the field last year, all of a sudden learned how to field. I don't know where it's come from, but they have been great fielders this year. Other than those two, the fielding's been abysmal across the board. Even Brandon Marshall, we brought in specifically at the trade deadline last year because he can field. Now he can't even field. Uh, like, Everyone from top to bottom, there's no accountability. You have Bryce Harper yelling at him in the in the locker room, saying everyone needs to look in the mirror and and man up already. Like at some point, like accountability needs to be taken. No one's taking accountability. Enough for yourself. I'm 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 all for a fun team, but guess what? It, I want a winning team. Like, I had 10 years of torture before they probably even made it to the playoffs last year. I don't want to go back to another 10 years of torture, Dutch. It was awful those 10 years. Here's, I want a winning team. That's all I want. And, Stop. Let yeah. me tell you something. You're going to go back to, to what that was 10 years ago, unfortunately, because this is Philadelphia. And unfortunately, we're cursed. Look at you. Look at you. And do what you just did. Do what you just did. Show the camera. Look, he's sweating over there because he knows I'm dead on. I'm right. Because, unfortunately, it's Philadelphia, man. We're cursed. There's that curse. 
there's that issue. 25 and 29 midway throughout the season after going to the World Series. I don't care that you weren't expected to be in the World Series. I don't care that you had nothing to lose. Doesn't matter. This is embarrassing. Who's to blame? Honestly, I really blame Philly Rob. I Looking back on it, and we talked about, I remember that night on the podcast, I said, do we think that this signing was rushed because emotions are high because we went to the World Series and we weren't supposed to? And they were. And, you know, I don't discredit what Philly Rob did. I just think that, honestly, uh, maybe he wasn't the long-term guy and maybe that was more the players than the coach, in my opinion, looking at it in, in hindsight 50-50. This is why I'm going to disagree with you, Dutch, just because hindsight... Even at that t- moment, I would still make that same signing of signing him to a three-year deal. He had any coach. I get it. It's easy to the World Series. Well, and he had 50 years of experience as a coach, whether it be a bench coach, an assistant manager, a fielding coach, a hitting coach, all that in the majors. He had all that experience over 50 years. He's won championships as as an assistant coach with the Yankees, with other teams in the league. He he has a resume, a a Hall of Fame resume as a coach without being a manager. I like without a doubt would go back and make the same signing. And so I don't think they made necessarily the wrong decision in the moment at the time, given his resume, given what he was able to do to turn this team around and push all the right buttons. It's I a hundred percent would make that signing 10, 10 times out of 10 without a doubt in my mind. And Dave Rombrowski and, and John Middleton made the right call there. I'm not doubting Phil like them signing Philly Rob at some point though, your players need to produce giving up four runs a game as a starting pitcher. Every time you're out there, it's not a recipe for success in the MLB. Hey, that's a recipe for last place in the MLB. So, looking at it, and Jack, you can kind of help me with this. What might help the Phillies then? Be a little bit of showtime. A little bit of showtime Otani. Do you think that the Phillies actually have any chance of him coming to Philly? Because they were late to one of the teams uh, that was with Otani because he is a free agent this winter. I would love if Showtime Otani came to Philly. I think he fit right in with the culture. I think he's built for it. And here's why. Accountability. The Japanese culture is very big on being accountable. He's very big on being accountable. I think that in Philadelphia, we're very big on being accountable. I just feel like he would fit in in this city. If we were booing him, he would kind of have that, that mindset that Trey Turner just had, where he was like, my mom was booing me. The question is, do the Phillies even have the cap or remotely the money to make this happen? Is it even possible? So there's no cap in baseball. There's a luxury tax, but they are already above it. So I don't think they really care at this point. I think Middleton at this point said he's willing to spend money, and he's shown that. He signed Schwarber, Cassianos, Harper to insane contracts, and they're all on one roster, and he looks like a... He would do it. I have to agree with Connor, though. Yes, I agree. A very low chance that they do this. However, I think he would at least put in an insane bid for this guy. 
yes, he will be probably a $500 million player because that's what every estimate is. Possibly even six to seven hundred million dollar player, and I think he's well. He, he's shown he deserves it. He's an all star pitcher, and he today he had a four hundred forty seven foot home run, like just this more like this just this afternoon. So like, I would love if he came to Philly. I don't think it's in the cards. However, he fits. He fills a lot of holes for us. A starting pitching hole. We need somebody you can go out there every fifth day. And he can field in the outfield better than, like, we just need him in left field. We don't need, like, a superstar stud. We need somebody who can make the routine plays. And Schwarber's messing those up right now himself. So, if he can go do that in left field, that's a recipe for success with me. Yeah, I just, I kind of agree with Tommy. I think there's a very low chance of him coming to Philly. I mean, he's made his bet in, um, whatchamacallit, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Uh, they designed their home run celebration after him with the samurai helmet. Um, so he's so rooted in Los Angeles. I don't think he's coming to Philly at all. I think this is a thing. Oh, my God. Every Philly fan, uh, football, basketball, whatever, if we have an opportunity to sign a big player, big name like this, we want to hop on it. But in reality, I don't think it's going to happen. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Ash, what are you thinking? Yeah, um, I mean, I I don't think it's going to happen. A and yeah, I just I think he would be great. I think he would fit a lot of the holes that we have because the season so far has not been ideal. Um, however, I really, I I would honestly be shocked if it happened. But there is no way that. I mean, I know that a lot of crazy things happen in, in Philly, but I think that this is stretching it a little bit too far. Fair point. I think, all right, I'm going to play devil's advocate for y'all. Showtime Otani, like I just mentioned, super accountable player. Great player. Can pitch? Absolutely. Can pitch? Can bat? I mean, I didn't know about the luxury tax in baseball. And I think John Middleton knows that his championship window is while Bryce Harper is in his prime in that 13-year contract that he signed. So he knows that he needs to get a championship, I think, sometime in the next two to three years under his belt, or we are going to be somewhat screwed. Um, despite the Phillies not... Sub- despite the Phillies not being... Despite the Phillies being out of place in the World Series last year, not supposed to make it, I do think that, honestly, um, they should make it in the next two to three seasons. They they have so many good players. Schwarber's playing great baseball, or at least batting. Um, Trey Turner is a top-tier player. Bryce Harper is a top-tier player. And then you got guys like Castellanos, Real Muto, and Marsh, and, you know, Bohm, that are great um, caliber starters. So, for the Philadelphia Phillies, their own worst enemy is going to be their pocket. If they can get this guy here, amazing. I love what Tom said, though. I think that they're going to put in an insane bid. The question is going to be what other franchises put an insane bid in because Showtime Otani is not just a great player. He's also a jersey sales guy. And, you know, there could be a dead MLB franchise that if they sign him, they're going to be the number one most sold jersey in the MLB like that. So, I mean, just something to keep in mind. But... Once again, appreciate Cut for sponsoring that Ballpark Tommy segment. 
Um, as we move on to our next segment, and he's not here. I wish he was, but kicking it to him. He shoots. He scores. Time for slap shots with Zep. Flyers talk from 302 Burn. And make sure you guys download the TickPick app if you haven't. TickPick is the best place to get your tickets. A no fee, the way I like it. Place to buy your tickets with no fees at the end. Sorry, I don't know why I just tripped up my word saying that. But there's no fees. There's no catch to it. I mean, there's no bullshit. You don't have to lay anything on like most ticket ads. It's just a great place to buy tickets. Upfront cost. But Ash, I know you're probably our biggest Flyers fan right here right now. So I'll kick it to you first. But in the draft, this guy was one of the players that was expected. I saw a little bit undersized, a small guy. But come on, who doesn't love a small guy as a small guy myself? I do. Well, I mean, I think this kid definitely has potential. Um, He's 18, so super young. Um, He actually grew up like 20 minutes from my parents' house, which I think is kind of funny. Um, he so far has really solid stats. This is from the past season. Um, I think if we could get him, he's considered a stretch at uh, the seventh overall pick. Um, I think a lot of it is too, is that he's so young. He hasn't really had a ton of time to prove himself. He did also commit to a college, which I think is kind of not super important to know, but kind of a thing to have in the back of our mind that he did commit somewhere. But I think 132... Um, overall points are is pretty solid, and then 213 um, shots at the goal overall. Pretty good, I think, if we could get him. He has the potential to help us out. Again, obviously, the, the Flyers franchise has a really long way to go before we are, in my opinion, really like a great contender in the league, but we can see, and maybe this kid could help us out. That's it. That's it. You're an adult. Ballpark Tommy, what do you think? And I know you're probably the next biggest Flyers fan here. Really don't know minor league hockey, I'll be perfectly honest. So, I guess he's going to be good, but really, honestly, from the way all these analysts have been talking about, you listen to, before he, you even listen to Keith Jones before it was official that he was going to be our uh, newest president of hockey operations. For the Flyers, that if you didn't get the guy that uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, uh, that's going to go number one overall, you're kind of screwed with this draft. So I'm not sure how much of an impact he's going to have for us, but uh, uh, Claude Middleslip, yeah, uh, this draft isn't going to really help us. We're not really going to be good for another like ten to fifteen years, unfortunately. Either way. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we should just pretty much bury the Flyers as a franchise. Um, a petition, petition to bring the Lehigh Valley Phantoms to the NHL just to um, replace the Flyers and represent the city of Philadelphia because they'll probably get more bring, asses in seats. Uh, I'm I'm going to bring out a Frank Longo point here. Er, they haven't been good since the Kate since they tore down the Kate Scott statue. Or Kate Ooh. Smith statue. That is a Frank Logo point if I've ever heard. Well, and just be like, like she was a woman of her time. I get that, but it we might need to bring it back, or at least bring back a mini statue so no one can say it, just to bring back the luck. At least we're making the playoffs. Now, now we have to go watch a little league team on the ice instead. Yeah, fights suck. 
Little League team, Tom. I've seen Pee Wee huh? Hockey with Christopher Passes in this team. The Philadelphia 76ers bring in Nick Nurse. I'm sorry, let me make sure I get my let me make sure I get my TikTok clip. Philadelphia 76ers bring in Nick Nurse. How are you feeling about that, Tom? Oh, I love I love this. I I really wanted Monty Williams, but like he was like my number two. Like it was like if you don't get Monty Williams, I want Nick Nurse. And the reason being, when he won the championship with the Raptors, that team was built in a very that roster was built in a very similar way as the current Sixers roster is built. You know, Pascal Siakam being the dominant big man that he is, with whereas we have Joel Embiid being the dominant big man that he is. Is we don't have a three point shooter really, but like you have a bunch of guys who are role players who are good at shooting long range twos and, and threes. No one's like a defined sharp shooter, or just like that roster didn't have a defined sharp shooter. So I think he's a very good mastermind at getting mediocre offensive flyers to be like very well above average offensive flyers just because of how he designs his offense and how he does rotations and stuff like that. So I actually really do like this move to go get him. And I think the Raptors made a huge mistake getting rid of him. I just think they have an aging roster. And whereas if they brought in a fresh group of guys, it would it'd be a winning team for years to come with with that new roster. They they made the mistake thinking it's a coaching issue. Bye bye May. We'll we'll be the We'll be the one to scoop up the gold. How are you feeling about it, Jack? I know as soon as the Sixers signed him, you came over to my desk and talked about it. Yeah, no, I think it's a good move for the Sixers to uh, to make. Um, any move to get Doc out of, of Philly is huge. Um, and to your point, Tommy, yeah, when he won the championship, that roster uh, is very similar to what we have now. But then again, that roster we have now is not going to be the same as it's going to be next season. Um, so we'll see, but I think the, uh, Nick Nurse has a very good way of working with mediocre players and making them great. Um, so I think it's a good signing. Um, let's see what, what he can do for us. Um, and, uh, hopefully it's better than Doc and, uh, what's his face? Uh, who's before Doc? Um, Brown. Yeah. Don't even bring Brett Brown up. Charlie uh, Brown, whatever the hell that guy would say. That guy was an imbecile. So I'm excited. Also, Dalton Swobes, Ryan Swobes in the back, in the backstage. I wonder if you saw that. I know. We're going to bring him in for the Eagles segment. I got you. Um, I think Nick Nurse is a very interesting signing for the Sixers. I remember when the Sixers were playing the Raptors throughout the 2019 playoffs, he was actively mocking, um, or Joel Embiid was actively mocking Nurse. I would think it would be fair to say they didn't have the best uh, chemistry. They didn't have the best relationship in the 2019 playoffs. So it'll be really interesting to see that dynamic when he first comes here. But obviously, Joel Embiid is a way different player than he was three years ago. It's kind of funny, not three years ago, Christ, four years ago. But it's kind of funny how after four years, a player can mature so much. Like if you look at realistically 2016 Joel Embiid, versus 2023 Joel Embiid, the seven years specifically, and how much he's matured as a player. You know, the 2016 Embiid would get in fights on courts, would do things that are kind of stupid. The 2023 Embiid is smarter, plays harder. So I think that that is going to be something that complements Nick Nurse very, very well. 
And Nick Nurse should be able to utilize that better. I think he's more in tune with these teams. And I think that for a younger team, I think that he's going to know how to use these guys better. And like Tom said, I do think he's very good at doing less with more. If you look at what he did with that Toronto Raptors team, they had one superstar pretty much, Kawhi Leonard. All the other guys, Van Vliet, Siakam, they're great players, don't get me wrong. Um, they just, you know, weren't, you know, Kawhi Leonard's, you know, that top-tier player um, like some of those other teams had. So I really, really think that Nick Nurse could be a good fit, but it's all going to come down to what actually happens on the court. 2020 NBA Coach of the Year, I do like that, but... I mean, there's a reason that he wasn't coaching there uh, when he left. And I'll put it that way, to put it simply. <laughs> Ash, any thoughts on it? I mean, this is hard. I, I think out of the options, I think he was definitely the best fit. And he can potentially be a coach that takes us to the championship. However, we've kind of been in this position before where we think it's just like a coaching move will like fix everything and I think we need to start looking a little bit deeper into trying to figure out why we've lost in the third or in the second round again and again and again so I think I'm not going to believe it twice yet I wish we had a correct bell sound and went ding 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 because that's how I think we all feel what were you saying Tom no I agree with that Ash. we need to start looking as to why we lose in the second round we need to look into why we never have a three-point shooter why we never, like, whenever our, the second round comes, our three-point shooter falls asleep. Why we never go out and get a, a Hemi Butler. Oh, wait, we did and got rid of him. Why, <laughs> why we always have terrible GMs, and when we get a good one, the NBA forces us to get rid of them. Um, like, I, need, I barely watched Sixers basketball this year simply because I knew they were going to lose in the second round. Oh. Then all of a sudden, they won one on the road against the Celtics. They made me believe. I started watching in the second round, and they and then they and then they choke in Game Seven. I stopped watching in Game Seven on Mother's Day, hey, because they're a bunch of mother efforts. Is all they are. I'm tired, tired of this team. This team isn't going anywhere, and we're just done. Like we are cursed in Philly sports, as you said, Dutch. We're cursed. The Phillies are, suck. The Flyers suck. The Sixers suck. Why? Somehow, some way, the easy thing. It never Mark. ends the game. The Union even sucks. the one championship we have. He sucks now. Tommy, the Wings are good, though. The Canadian lacrosse team. About the win. Who the fuck gives a fuck? Nobody watches lacrosse, Jack, except for you douchebags that played lacrosse or wear vineyard vines. Get out of here with that shit. You wear vineyard vines. Hey, Tom, you want to go to the Wings game this weekend? So you, I got free Wings tickets when I when my, when somebody got me a yeah, Santa stack for Christmas. Free. And guess what? I didn't even go with free tickets. I didn't even go with free tickets, but you probably used the parking to tailgate. <laughs> No, I didn't. <laughs> um, moving on, yeah, like Jack said, we're about to bring Ryan Soup on in a couple segments. I just want to uh, bang out this segment first real quick. But battling it out, the Philadelphia Eagles have one predicament, I think, in two, two predicaments in two positions, safety and linebacker. And we'll get to safety next week. We'll do that as a topic. 
I think that I'm a little bit more comfortable at safety, though, is an easy way to put it. Linebacker, we're spread a little bit thin. Yeah, N'Kobe Dean's great. I'm very excited to watch him play, to watch him develop. But besides him, there's not a lot of depth. I know that Nicholas Moreau, they get from the Bears. He was a pretty strong player. Um, I know a lot of people spoke really, really highly of him. Um, and then as far as, you know, the rest of the team goes, there's not a lot, you know. And I do think that Dean and Moreau can be good players for the Eagles. You know, the Eagles are pretty strong at outside linebacker, of course, with Hassan Reddick. You got Josh Sweat. You're adding Nolan Smith in the mix, too. You know, Brandon Graham coming back. Derek Barnett. But as far as middle linebacker goes, I mean, you got Sean Bradley and Christian Ellis besides them. The, those are the two other guys that are pictured. So I'm I'm really not convinced on middle linebacker. Middle linebacker number one, maybe. Middle linebacker two, I'd love to see Moro develop, but I don't know enough about him to say that, you know, I, I could see that. So I think middle linebacker two is up for grabs with the departure of TJ Edwards. I'll be honest. I don't think Morrow's going to get it. Um, you don't talk to any. You talk to any Bears fan. The Chicago girl's a Bears hater. I'm not a Bears hater. Nobody actually really liked him. Um, he was strong on other teams, but he didn't play a whole lot for the Bears and just didn't perform as they expected him to. There is a reason why he is on the Eagles. I'll say that. Um, so I'm not sold on him at all. Um, in any way, shape, or form. I honestly. I think, I, I don't know. Nicobe Dean is the one that I feel the most confident in, and I don't feel very confident in him just because we haven't seen a whole lot of him yet. I think he needs time to develop. He didn't play nearly as much as I thought they were going to play him. I thought they would play him a little bit more than they did. Um, so I don't know. I'm thinking hopefully Sean Bradley will be able to kind of step up, and I think he's kind of out of the vets. I think he is the one that holds the most promise in my opinion. I would love to see that. Jack, Tom, you guys got any thoughts? No, I agree. That's a, that's my thoughts. I agree with Ash. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I guess at the end of the day, that's one of those topics that we'll see what happens. Um, this topic kind of is the same way, but I did want to kind of touch on it because I think that this guy could be a sleeper for the sack leader for the Eagles. I'm talking about the first-round pick, not Jalen Carter. I'm talking about Nolan Smith. And who better to help us talk about the new draft pick, Nolan Smith, than one of our good friends, a long-time listener, first-time guest, our friend, Ryan Swoop. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? What's up, Ryan? Hey. How are you? We're great. We're happy to have you here, man. Hey, what's your opinion on this guy, uh, Nolan Smith? Is he sitting right with you? You think he's going to be the sack leader next year? What are your expectations? Nolan Smith, he's he's very undersized, but the thing is, he can be moved all around in different situations, in different packages, and I think he's going to actually be used all over the place. He's going to be lined up at end. He's going to be lined up in the middle sometimes. Depending on what uh, what's his name uh, Sean, Sean Bradley. You're right. Bradley. No, uh, what's the new uh defensive coordinator's name? Oh, Desai. Oh, uh, Sean. Yeah, yeah, Desai. Depending on what he's gonna, I think he's gonna be bringing a lot of different packages. Cause 
Nolan Smith, I think he can be, be a big contributor this year. But like you, you guys were saying a little bit ago about linebacker, that's my biggest concern with this team is linebacker as far as when it comes to short coverage and defending the pass. Like this, this team is, I hate to bring this up, but like you saw in the Super Bowl when we didn't get our good uh, pass rushing on the field and the, the Chiefs were stopping the Eagles pass rush, we can we can blame a lot of a lot of that on the field like if we want like people that's what a lot of people are trying to do is blame the field because it, it was a horrible field I got to be honest with that but like when it came to the uh Chiefs stopping the Eagles pass rush you saw how horrible the coverage was uh, especially the short coverage because all last year the Eagles were good, very good at uh stopping the long passes but when it came to sh- short coverages they were actually – I don't think they were that good because whenever they don't get the uh, pass rush on the, on the other team and they don't get pressure, you saw in the Saints game throughout the regular season, I think Andy Dalton went 15 for 15 before his first miss. And a lot a lot of that was the short passes down the field. They, they, they marched very slowly down the field on short passes. And that's what my biggest concern is with this team because teams know how, how – how good the Eagles' pass rush is going to be, that they're lying with, with the new addition of Jalen Carter, of course. But I don't see the Eagles getting as many sacks this year. But the concern is the short coverage across the middle. And um, that's what I that's like why I want the Eagles to get a linebacker. I don't know if Isaiah Simmons is the best choice. I don't know how good he is in coverage. And I definitely don't want Devin White. I don't think he's that that good either, but Patrick Queen might be. But I coming in that coming in that in that draft, I actually really loved Isaiah Simmons. I thought he was actually going to be a lot better than he is, and I actually picked him to be like the player in that draft. And he's actually not done very good. No, he hasn't panned out well at all. And I love that you bring up Patrick Queen because I'm an LSU guy, mm-hmm. so I'm all for that. Um, but I, I like one thing you said too, and I want to highlight it that Nolan Smith is going to be used all over the place. I think when people first hear Nolan Smith, they think, okay, this guy is somebody that's going to line up at outside linebacker, or he's going to be lining up at defensive end. I think that this is going to get very creative, like you said, and use him in a lot of different ways. Middle linebacker, he can drop back in coverage. He's quick. He's smart. You know, we met him at the Eagles autism challenge, just the way that he carries himself. He's a very um, charismatic young guy, and I, I think that, honestly, he's got a very good head on his shoulders, and I think that the sky's the limit for him. Um, he reminds me a lot of Brandon Graham. If I had to give one comparison to a player in the way that he plays, his work ethic, even his smile, man, I just see like him like a, a mirror image uh, being the same person, but I, I really, really like him, and I think that I think it was a great value pick at 32 i think that it was a smart pick you know even though we're already stacked at edge you know what i mean we got josh sweat we got Derek barnett we of course have hassan reddick we have brandon graham all these ends and edges we didn't necessarily need another one especially because we're built for a super bowl right now but i love this pick for the future i think this is brandon graham's replacement and like what i was saying a little bit ago is because teams, teams know against the Eagles' pass rush, they're going to have to get rid of the ball very quickly. 
like very quickly because they're going to try to stop the Eagles pass rush and try to stop the Eagles line from being able to have time to uh, stack the quarterback or put pressure on him. So that's why I think they're going to try to get get rid of the ball very quickly against the Eagles, which you saw in the Super Bowl. Short coverage of the Eagles across the middle, crossing routes. That's that's everything else with the Eagles. They're a lot better than they were last year. I got to say that. Like 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 you guys were asking um, earlier, I think they're a much better team than they were last year. But so is the league. A lot of the teams in the league are a yep. lot better too. And I and the Eagles and the Eagles schedule is a lot more difficult too. And I think they're gonna. That's the quote of the night right there, Ashley Ryan's food. And I think they're yeah. going to lose more games this year, but that doesn't mean that they're not a better team. Just because I think they're going to lose more uh, games doesn't mean that I, I think they're a worse team. It's just how much more powerful the league is. That's a phenomenal point. I agree with that. What are you saying, Jack? No, I was just agreeing with Ryan. I mean, it's you. Yeah, like, like you've harped on it. it. The issue with our defense right now is, you know, that slant route, that short route that we can't stop in the middle, um, that we were getting torn up all last year, all last season, and especially the Super Bowl with that. Um, and I, I don't know. Granted, that was also with um, jo- uh, Jonathan Gannon as the defense coordinator. So hopefully the side will change that uh, for this defense uh, because, yeah, that was definitely an Achilles heel for us last season. Um, and, I mean, our defense is – good all around but except for the middle the middle linebackers and i think i don't know if it's going to be one player or if it's going to be you know the way the coach coached against it um so we'll see what happens i don't think i think it's more of the scheme to have uh cover that short route um rather than a single player and something else is a little shocked not to hear you guys bring up davion taylor i don't what is he as far as a linebacker goes because you guys were I looked at the depth chart and he's not even on it, believe it or not. So I was looking at the depth chart today, is where I got all those players on that list. And I'm pulling it up again and I'm looking at it. And oh, they have him at they have him at third string behind so it middle the two middle linebackers is Nicholas, it goes Nicobe Dean one, Moreau two, Sean Bradley three, Christian Ellis four, and then Davion Taylor, who it's kind of hard to believe because, you know, when he came out of the draft, I believe out of Colorado a couple years back, we all thought that he was going to be a pretty decent player or had a lot of potential to be. And he's very similar to like what you said with Isaiah Simmons, just hasn't really panned out to what we wanted him to be. Now, do you think the Eagles are going to make another move like they did with CJ Gardner Johnson before the season last year? Do you see that coming like before the beginning of the season? And what, what position do you see that happening with? How he can't sit still. We all know that. You know what I mean? He, it's an ego thing for him now. He gets off to this shit. Like, he's like, oh, I can make a cool trade and be the best GM in the NFL? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. But in all seriousness, I mean, as Philly fans, we all benefit from it. Who's it going to be? That's the million-dollar question. I mean, it's got to either be a safety or middle linebacker. I don't see it being like, no. I don't think it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins like we all want to be, mm. hypothetically. I don't think it's going to be, you know, even a cornerback or somebody like that or a defensive lineman. You don't need any of that. You need a strong middle linebacker. Like, Patrick Queen would be a dream come true, like you said earlier. Mm. 
Yeah, because he's great at coverage. Like that. That's the like when when we talk linebacker, it, it's it's the coverage that we need to focus on. Just because if somebody plays linebacker or a position, you got you have to see what your weakness is at that position. And like somebody like don't don't hesitate or don't um forget this guy. But who's the guy on Baltimore that um the third string uh, receiver and he's like really good as like a return man. I could actually see the Eagles maybe bringing him in because they need to be able to shore up the um, kick return and punt return. You guys were talking about Covey earlier. Oh, I, yeah. He's he's only very good just at cu- catching the ball, but that's all he's good at because you know he's not going to fumble the ball, but that's all that's all he does is just, just catch Duvernay, the ball. Maybe Devin Duvernay? That's it. I like that would be actually a very great pickup. If like I don't know, like I don't know why that came across my mind. Probably because he's very good at kick, kick, uh, kick returns and puck returns. Like, yeah. but but that's something the Eagles need to uh, shore up yeah, too. I think like a filler player, something like that. Yeah. Definitely now here's that. a question for you, Ryan. Um, obviously we're talking about a little bit earlier. What do the Eagles need to do to avoid a Super Bowl hangover? to win that Super Bowl this season? Hmm. Wow. Well. Mm. Wow. <laughs> you put me on the spot here. Um, well, I, I, let's say I think with the new, co- with the, with the new defensive uh, coordinator, Desai, I don't know how, how much the Eagles are going to uh, rush the passer this year. So I think as far as when it comes to the coverage, like when it comes to the defensive schemes and what he uses, that's, that's something I'm really going to be paying attention to more. Like how are, how are they, they going to line up? What are they going to, um, how are they going to scheme things and all that? But as far as the offense goes, I'm looking forward to actually seeing uh, less Jalen Hurts running, and maybe have it having Penny run run it, and um, Swift run it too. And even Swift, he's actually very good at at uh, catching the ball in the backfield. I think he was actually doesn't he like catch like fifty or sixty catches a year when he's like healthy around that? Yeah, because yeah. who who stays healthy longer? It, it, who stay who stays healthy more? Is it Penny or is it Swift? Penny Swift, Swift, right? Definitely Swift. And I'm actually looking forward to him being in this offense. I, I can really see that uh, cutting down on um, Jalen Hurts having to run the ball right. and use more R- RPOs and yeah, less and, RPOs. And I think with our running backs we have now, I think it's gonna we're still gonna utilize Jalen Hurts on the on the run. Yeah, but I hope less though. I hope it will be. It's less. gonna be a lot less because we have three really good running backs um, that we can rely on. <laughs> For me, so, it's just, so it's just me uh, thinking. How are they going to uh, scheme things, and how, what's the coaching going to be? I I don't know so, if that if if they're going to get so hung up on like rushing the passer that they did last I year know, with Kenny. I know on a press conference, the size said that he's going to be more aggressive, mm-hmm. more more pressure on the quarterback, um, which is definitely something that we need because when we saw that happen last year and we brought pressure to the quarterback. It was always it was either a turnover or you know a de- like it wasn't there was no um, forward progress and I think yeah. we realized that too late in the season 
Whereas Desai saying that he's going to be more aggressive, I think it's going to help us out. Um, and I, I really think that's the the turning point of avoiding this this Super Bowl hangover because um, we needed to pressure the quarterback. We never pressured the quarterback as as often as we needed to last season and the season before that. Um, and it's nice to have a scheme now rather than, you know, Jonathan Gannon come on live television. Yeah, there's no scheme. Uh, so I, I think by having Desai in the defense coordinator, I mean, our offense is going to be fine. Defense was an issue last year. I think by adding this is going to be huge, bringing pressure to the quarterback. Now, would you say, are you talking about, are you talking about blitzes from different positions besides the tackles? Yeah. Is that what, when you say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ash, what are you feeling? Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with all of you guys. I think there, I think defense has been our biggest Achilles heel. I think, there were signs of trouble a little bit before the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Super Bowl very much highlighted all of the problems that we had. And honestly, there has been quite a bit, uh, quite a few teams the last several years that have kind of gone into that Super Bowl hangover slump. So I'm hopeful that with, um, you know, Sean Desai taking over, that the more organization <laughs> hopefully will be taking effect into the defense and being a little bit more pressure. Um, and some more emphasis on those shorter, um, you know, first down plays that I feel like were those first and third down plays, man, were just killer for us last season. So I'm really hopeful that we can kind of tighten that up going into. And any team that puts up 35 plus points in every single game of the playoffs defense is where you should spend your draft picks and any kind of capital the next year. I mean, to put up 35 points in the first playoff game, uh, against the Giants, and then in the second playoff game against the 49ers, and then in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. I mean, that's just remarkable to Jalen Hurts and everything that he's done, and a testament of his success and his, you know, um, persistence. And I think for the Philadelphia Eagles to avoid this Super Bowl hangover, their biggest enemy is themselves. They need to make sure that they remain on task. Jalen Hurts needs to make sure that he's eating right, that he's sleeping right. Um, players need to make sure that they're not making stupid decisions off the field. Coaches need to make sure that they're organized, that, you know, they're, they had their priorities straight. Um, and everybody needs to make sure that their mental health is straight too. spend time with your family. Don't be hard headed and do the stupid stuff. Do the things that are going to put you in a position mentally to put you in a position to succeed next year, because there's one goal next year. And that is win, not make it win the Super Bowl. If we make it to the Super Bowl next year, next year's a wash. It's a disappointment, in my opinion. If we win the Super Bowl next year, then we have succeeded. Then we have overcame the hurdle. And you know the funny thing? The guy that I think that I would consider it a success and a win to is looking at you in the middle of your screen right now, Jalen Hurts. And I don't think that there's a better guy as a Super Bowl hangover cure. Like what I did there, he's blue Gatorade for me. Tommy, you got any thoughts on this before we move on? No, I, I think you just hit nail on the head with Hurts doing everything right. And I AJ Brown was interviewed a few I forget where he was on a few days ago. I wanna say he was on with John Clark a few days ago, where he said this guy looks just as hungry, if not not just as hungry, but now pissed off that he came that close from winning and didn't win, um as he did before the Super Bowl. So I, I I don't see it being an issue with a guy like Jalen Hurts having a hangover. 
Now I have a question for our guest, Ryan Swoop. Ryan, obviously, obviously, we know we don't need DeAndre Hopkins. However, sometimes some luxuries would be nice to have, to put it in the slightest. 30 years old, 11,000 receiving yards, and 71 receiving touchdowns. Could you make a case for the Philadelphia Eagles to pick up DeAndre Hopkins, or would there be any situation that you think that this would make sense for the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, who wouldn't want to pick him up? Who wouldn't want to? But I got to be honest with you, that should not be their focus. Because, like, but they already have a they already have a great uh, depth depth at receiver. They have they have Smith, they have Brown, of course, and then even Goddard. He's going to be their third option a lot of the time. But but no, I if they did it, I would not complain one bit. But I I don't think that should be their focus though. I think it should be more on the at the linebacker position or the safety. But but. 90% more linebacker, like like I was saying. It, it's it's got to be the linebacker position. Now, do you think that this would make expectations more high for the Eagles, too? Because that was something I was talking about with somebody like, like actually more complicated because Jalen Hurts would be focusing too much on getting the ball around than passing it to the open man. Um, who did I hear the other night on uh, Comcast? I think it was Barrett Brooks. He actually made a very great, uh, great point uh, with um, Hatcher. Because you know Hatcher does like that like show once a week, but he actually made a very great point, a uh, good point when he went when he was talking about Hopkins how how the Eagles could use him. Because I don't know if you guys could go back and listen to that, but that was actually a very good point. What he said, I can't remember everything he said, but th- there'd be like multiple uses uses of like everybody being used, and because you saw last year, how many games did he only play in? Wasn't he suspended for something, and he's still at racked up almost 800 yards and then how many receptions just for playing what was it like was it like nine or ten games that's all he played in last year yeah so like that's incredible he's he's a good player to have but at the same time the age is an issue Mm. what receiver at the age of 30 is making a breakout season granted their stats save himself but at the same time we we have depth at the receiver position and we don't really need a Hopkins. We have Smith. We have AJ Brown. We have uh, Rambo from uh, Oklahoma, who was in the XFL. Uh, we have, you know, I, I just don't think a oh, offensive position um, is something we need because it's going to cause a lot of in the locker room. Because obviously, you saw that Quez Watkins was quite pissed, um, yeah. and I forget what he what he was pissed about. But I, I feel like having the D Hopkins um it'll be helpful because it gives uh, you know more attention on it that receiver and we have another open receiver down the field exactly. yeah. at the same time we don't really need he doesn't there's no necessity for him to be on this team we already have a deep receiver we already have uh you know 50-50 player or uh, 50-50 receiver uh so i just don't think it's you know in the cards for us to to get this guy out agreed Agreed 100%. Um, you guys are all right. I'm just a Hopkins hype boy. I won't lie. I've been, I've been I don't a want him to go to the Chiefs. In case we play the Chiefs again, please don't let him go there. I don't want him that to That is actually a good point. Cock clock oh. the Chiefs. That's a great point. J- Jason Kelsey um, said in the New Heights podcast today that he thinks that he's going to the Chiefs. Mm. 
because they already offered him a high contract. I think they said already. Oh, did he? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I I hope he doesn't go there. He's gonna probably go there. That probably makes the most sense for him on 